Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. And welcome to Dice of Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where it's a hard questions like, what's the taxonomical difference between a unicorn and a Kirin? Hi everyone, and welcome to a very, very special episode of Fists of the Ruby Phoenix! And what's special about it is that it is not Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, it's something else. It's not. Um, today's date is the 20th of April, uh, 2022, blaze it. Blaze it. Oh my god, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> And instead of doing cool stuff like the cool kids, like getting crunked or whatever they call it, um, we are playing episode zero of Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. Uh, chances are, when you start listening to this, we will be well into our journey through Danger Island and beyond. Right now, we are going to be playing these characters for the very first time. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to be playing a special one-shot, a modified version of Mountain of Sea and Sky by Adrian Ning. Uh, which is an incredible, very Studio Ghibli, Princess Mononoke-type adventure. Uh, and our characters will be six levels lower uh, at level five in this episode. This is to get everyone used to their characters, used to their classes, and ready for the adventure that awaits them. So um, I hope you all enjoy, because uh, this is going to be a fun one for us. Are you all ready? Yeah. Yup. Okay. <clears throat> the City of Sakabe a port town in the eponymous province of Minkai. It bustles on this clear, humid summer morning. The constant buzz of commerce and conversation echoes over the concentric terraces leading up the hillside from the town's port. Wagons clatter their way across cobbled streets, their wares bound for export on waiting cargo ships. Oyster boats return from the north with their nets filled with the morning's catch. The air smells strongly of the thickest brine, and we see three adventurers. A young boy with blue skin and coral-like antlers. A monk with lilac hair and a ponytail. And a kitsune with two swishing brown tails and beautiful golden eyes. For the first time ever, everyone, I'd like to go around to each of you and ask what you're all doing as you walk around this port town. And we're gonna start with Shi Chuji. Hi. Hi, Ritz. Tell us about Chuji. Well, Chuji, of course, is a monk, uh, as you already said. Uh, and they do, in fact, have uh, purple, light, like light, light, light purple hair. But they also do have uh, kind of light blue skin, a little bit, uh, kind of tealish. Uh, they're a dampier. Mm-hmm. What kind of dampier? Specifically, they're a Rushi. A Rushi being? Uh, the 
offspring of a Zhangxi. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is Chuji doing as they walk down the streets here? Honestly, they probably got their hands in their uh, uh, pockets, in their pants, and they're just kind of strolling along. Uh, they are probably just looking at what the street has to offer. Mostly fish. Mostly fish. Uh, gross. Disgusting. I have some oysters. Sure, Chuji loves oysters. I'm going to make that career decision. <laughs> Ew, bro. <laughs> is going to bother the, or- the oyster attendant. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the oyster attendant doesn't know what to do with this. And they're probably going to um, uh, bully this person into giving them more oysters than they're going to pay for. Okay, you're haggling. Oh my god, they're haggling. <laughs> Not more, it's more like um, a threat than haggling. Oh. <laughs> Chuji is not a very agreeable person, per se. <laughs> if they want something, then they're probably going to get it. Let's be real. Okay. Well, not if the graceful Kitsune slinking up behind you has anything to say about it. Uh, Luna, tell me about Masami. Uh, okay, so Masami Takahara is uh, Kitsune, an empty sky Kitsune. Basically, like, their only fox features that they have right now are their eyes, which are, which have, like, had, like, slits for mm-hmm. their pupils. And, uh, yeah, they're two brown tails with uh, white tips. Yeah, I think right now they they kind of just have their arms crossed at Chuji and just saying, come on, I think you have enough. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, standing beside uh, Masami and Chuji, we have Sanku. Um, Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea. Yes. That is your full name. Yes. Uh, you don't have a surname. <laughs> it's Sanku, the Witch Prince of the Sea. Yes. So, so tell us about Sanku right now. Um, this is Sanku at age 16, and notably, he has two arms, and that's how it's going to stay forever. Yeah! Ominous. <laughs> Super, yeah, uh-huh. Sanku is... I mean, he's probably... He, he's probably not paying attention to that, because he's probably buying snacks somewhere else. Not somewhere else, but, like, he's probably buying snacks. Like, like next merchant over. Yeah, he's 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 being a a, a, a very polite young man. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, could you describe Senku for us physically? Senku is small. He's sixteen. He's a kid right now, and he's blue, which is great. He's an undine. Uh, he's got a he's got like aquatic traits and stuff. He's got like little coral horn, and he's got he's got his um, familiar in his bag who is hanging out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, how about this familiar? Um, he is a little dragon boy. Oh, well, he's not a boy. He's he's a, he's a grown man. Well, what's his name, first off? His name is Lolo Sadagat. Yeah, but it's Lolo for short. And that is on purpose. Um, and he's a little sea dragon familiar with a really sleepy eyes and a big dumb smile and the long curling whiskers. And he's kind of got his head poking out of a bag uh, that you carry while you're doing stuff. You're all here for a reason, um, but that reason is currently on hold as um, Chuji is bullying a fisherman. So I'm going to drop all of you into this scene. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, so um, setting the scene. Um, I- I'm sorry, sir, but I don't see how you could need more oysters. I've already given you three. And, uh-uh, and you're going to give small. me an extra five. If you're going to give me this sass, I swear to God. But, I'm just asking you for a reasonable amount of oysters, got it? Well, you've got enough! 
sir, I, I must warn you. If you uh, uh, not oysters, sir. Uh, uh, sorry? Look. <laughs> old uh, man. I, I'm I'm 34. <laughs> you're old. What? Uh, you're gonna die soon anyways. <laughs> okay, alright. You're aging like my, crazy. My good man, my good. How much are uh, the extra uh, oysters? Uh, it... It would only be four more copper, but I, I must warn you, eating this many oysters will make you very ill. I'm sorry, did I ask for your opinion on how many oysters I need to eat? If only that would stop him. Masami puts down the copper and goes, there you go. Uh, well, all right. Thank you very much, sir. He kind of bows his head at you, Masami. And he gives <laughs> this is something bag full of oysters. <laughs> Masami gives this man a very tired grin. Um, while this is happening, Senku, uh, you're at the next stall over, and um, you kind of look over, and Lolo pokes his head out of your bag. Now, Senku, my boy, what happened there was Chuji just bargained, and you tried to bargain with this vendor. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that he was actually insulting that guy. There are many ways to catch a fish, my student. Now, try to bargain for some of that saltwater taffy. And remember, use some of the skills Chuji showed in their bargaining. I, I'm 16, not 10. <sighs> okay. Maybe so, but you've never done this much shopping in the big city before. Well, that's probably not that hard. And he goes to, to buy candy. Yes, that'll be two copper for some saltwater taffy. Okay. No! Sanku, the lessons you learned from Master Truji! Uh, <laughs> is that a dragon? Masami, uh, Masami's fox ears perk up. He's my I, familiar. Truji has come up behind Sanku and is whispering now very loudly in uh, in his ear. Get more. Get a handful while they're not looking. Just get it. It's fine. It's stealing. If you negotiate, it's not stealing. Sorry, did I just hear the word steal? Masami... <laughs> Masami then blinks behind the two boys and goes, Yeah, what about this? I just wanted to buy Taffy. <laughs> yes, all I ask for is two copper. Here you go. <laughs> oh, Sanku! It's t- <laughs> the good Ooh, wait, how much Taffy for two copper? Hmm? Uh, how well, much Taffy a... are you selling for two copper? Well, it's a one piece of Taffy for two copper. Uh... Don't you think it should be two pieces of Taffy for two copper? Mm, now that you mention it, yes, I agree. Have another piece of taffy. Fuck yeah, yeah take it! If that's okay. Well, yes, actually, now that you mention it, lowering our prices to undercut competition would be fine, especially with all the profit we've made recently. A thousand thank yous for your advice, Sir Monk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't Sanku, think she says taffy? anything, they're a little stunned. <laughs> <laughs> Senku, uh, thanks the man for the taffy. And is like, I'm eating both of these. They're mine. Lolo hops onto your shoulder, Sanku, and says, Now, Sanku, what have we learned today about bargaining and negotiation? That you, t- uh. that you people make it really hard. <laughs> well, you I learned... I think I actually made it easier. Using your words will sometimes get you extra treats. Now, remember your lesson from last week about sharing. I don't think no, I remember no, that one. just <laughs> say that you want a piece of candy. Oh, I don't need candy. I think Chuji should have some candy for their excellent Chuji health. Chuji has like the Chuji has so many oysters right now. I think that <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm good. He's still holding the sopping bag of oysters. I think that they they turned to it. I'm totally good. I got all the oysters I need. You're going to smell like fish. Now, Sanku, you must remember. Shellfish are not fish. Uh, speaking of fish, I'm going to go grab I'm going to go grab us some fish for lunch later. Thank I'll you. Oh, give me that free leaf. 
What? So you guys have successfully done some shopping. However, as you all know, you did not come to Sakakabe just to do some shopping. Uh, you are here because you have been hired for a job uh, by a strange scholar. Uh, you know that this scholar, um, who goes by the name Kokua Makai, uh, she wants you to do a little bit of exploration on a nearby island by the name of Kayajima. Uh, you don't know much else, but apparently it has something to do with ley lines. So, uh, yeah, who knows? Mm -hmm. um, this is your first adventure, the three of you as a group. Uh, you've all met each other before, but this is your first group as, a, like, adventures of party, and you're getting paid for it, and uh, it looks like it's going to be really interesting. Um, there is one immediate problem. <laughs> yeah? Um, as you're looking around, you are not seeing the boat that this scholar was supposed to be on. So uh, now I'm going to let you make your first rolls. Um, either diplomacy to chat with people around the marketplace, or society to see what you know about Sakakabe and its environs. Okay, so Masami. So what you know about Sakakabe is that um, these stone walls that line the streets of Sakakabe are etched with carvings of ancient warriors. However, they're almost entirely hidden now by modern architecture. Uh, Chuji, with your critical success, you know that in ancient times, the people who lived in Sakakabe used the den active ley lines as a power source to advance their society without disrupting the environment. And Sanku, as you and Lolo ask around in the marketplace, you find out about Kayajima. Uh, specifically, the animals on Kayajima are notably hardy and ferocious. Most people don't bother going to Kayajima, and those who try to go there to take advantage of the free land end up back in Sakakabe licking their wounds after encounters with vicious creatures. So that's what you guys all know. However, there's still no sign of this scholar. What do you guys do? Sweet. There's just no sign of the uh, guy who hired us. We haven't asked anyone around about him, have we? We just uh, asked about what this place is. have found nothing. Oh, okay. Well, this was a fucking bust. We could just look some more? I guess. I just wish we took his money before he stood us up. Uh, they might just be running late or something. We could probably, or they went to the wrong part of the port. We could just walk around and search. It looks like we just got scammed, honestly. Well, I'll ask around to see if they saw anyone that resembles them. Ahoy there! Huh? Uh, as you are discussing this, um, you actually see a boat pulling in um, to the harbor. And someone is waving energetically at you all. Oh, I think that's him. Um, he's an older gentleman uh, with burly tanned arms and a very rickety boat. And uh, fellas, this is not like any scholar mm -hmm. you have ever seen. Uh, for one thing, he, he look, looks like an oyster farmer, guys. He looks like an oyster farmer. He waves you guys over and he's like, You tree, huh. you're the hired adventurers, right? Yeah! Probably. Yes. Up on board. He kind of like uh, calls over across the entire dock. Uh, okay. I Masami, I don't know about this one. Yeah, I'm starting to think this is a little, little weird too. Um, oh, over here! It'll be fun. One Pro second. Uh, proceed with caution. If this guy does any funny business, watch his hands. I'll push him over the boat if he tries anything. Let's go. All right. Come Sounds on good. now, fellows. Adventure awaits. Uh, as you guys approach this older man, 
Uh, you guys come over, he kind of comes out and shakes all your hands. Um, he's in his 60s, but his body still looks like he's in his 30s. Uh, he is mm-hmm. ripped. Oh, shit. Uh, he gives you all a big, <laughs> wide, yellow grin, and uh, he says, Oh, hoy there! Always good to see fellow adventurers. Name's Masuhei Okanaze, former traveling adventurer and current oyster fisher extraordinaire. Oh, cool. Uh, wait, I thought you were, like, a professor kind of type. Oh, I'm not. So you lied? No, I haven't spoken to you yet. Wait, what? I'm here to ferry you over to the prof. Oh! Professor Kakua, uh, she went up ahead already. Uh, she was so excited to see Kayajima. I couldn't say no to her. She wouldn't let me. The eager right. type. All right. <laughs> That's one way of putting her. Hey, time's wasting. Let's get in the boat and ferry you over, guys. Okay. Uh, does this boat does this boat look like sturdy? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, I think he notices your hesitation. He turns around and he kind of throws his hands up at you, like, "Hey, what's the matter? Don't you know that this is the auspicious pearl? She survived battles with sea dragons." And uh, Lolo pokes his head out of the bag, squints, and then slitters back in. Uh, yeah, it looks like she's a real survivor. Well, I think it's cool. Come on, okay. she's more than seaworthy. Plus, the island's only a short ride away. We'll be there in no time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chidi, like, kind of crawls in. Like, they've got, like, both their hands on the dock and, like, one foot while they, like, very unsteadily put another, like, single leg in there. And they, like, it's clumsy how they get in. Chidi probably, I don't think Chidi likes to be at sea. <laughs> okay, uh, that is a <laughs> bad thing to have for this campaign. Because there's a lot of boat rides. Yeah, I think it's funny. <laughs> um, Masami, do you hop in too? Yeah, Masami just kind of steps in. <laughs> they wait for Chuchi to get secured in the boat, and then they just step inside. Uh, Masahei kind of stretches as the boat sets off, um, and he says, Kaku was supposed to meet you all out here, but uh, I ferried her out a few days ago. She was really excited. She wanted to spend a few days getting to know the island's geography by herself, you know? A couple days ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> by herself. On an island that probably has a bunch of dangers. <laughs> Chuji like, uh, uh, leans over to Masami and is like, hey, maybe she's ripped too. <laughs> I mean, you know what? At this point, probably. Uh, she's probably fine. They teach you when you're a kid that uh, the island used to be the place where they kept all the military bases for Sakakabe. That's before the island was abandoned because it was too hard to hold an island off the coast. So uh, the government put all the forces on the mainland. Point is, the island may be rough, but she's probably safe and sound in the many barracks around. So, yeah, she'll be fine. Fingers crossed. Senku looks back at the guy and is like, What is the quest that we're doing? Uh, she said something about ley lines in an ancient pool. Ley lines in an ancient pool? That's all I was able to get out of her. She's, uh, you know, the bookish type. Not really one for conversation, no matter how much I try, but, um... She's always talking about, you know, magic and science and yada yada. I'm just a fisherman, man. That's that's fair enough. Uh, the trip is pretty calm. Uh, do any of you do anything particular while you're there? Um, I mean, I think Senku's sitting on the front of the, the boat. I, he, he likes the ocean, so. Um, I think Masami is actually filleting the fish that they got in the market <laughs> for later. <laughs> They're just filleting and salting the fish. Gigi, how are you doing out at sea? Um, well, they've got their, like, uh, 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 
they're sitting on that and they they're they're like white knuckling the seat on the edge uh, <laughs> uh, and they they are just sitting there they are just sitting there grabbing the seat so they don't fall Lolo kind of ventures out of Sanku's bag and uh, floats over to you Chuji and he says uh, not a fan of the sea young Chuji no <laughs> why not I'm not uh, I just like to be on solid land where I don't, where I'm not moving with the water. Lolo blinks and uh, glances at <laughs> you, Masami, to see how you're doing. <laughs> Masami is just like <laughs> focusing on filleting a fish. They they look fine. <laughs> Masami doesn't seem to be struggling in this way. That's because Masami is not me. Oh, but Chuji, you you're the strongest of us all. You have the heart of a lion and the fists of an ape. That's true. I am really cool and strong. Yes. Uh, Sanku, come compliment what? your comrade. What? what? Compliment <laughs> Chuji. No, he's right. Do it. <laughs> It'll be fine. You have nice hair. <laughs> That'll do, Sanku. Cool, thanks. Um, <laughs> looks so Why'd you? What? Okay. Anyways, how long is this boat ride gonna take? And they like, oh, uh, they turn around like wobbling. Um, I think Masahe points at her eyes and says, "You see that black dot over there? That's where we're headed. We'll be dropping you a few miles off from the fortress, but uh, after a quick journey, you'll be fine." Oh, cool. So, uh, do you guys do you make your way forward? You travel down? Oh yeah. So, uh, a short journey later, uh, you arrive at the island. Um, Masahe kind of whizzes you off, uh, and I think he says, Good luck on your journeys, travelers. I'll be back in the morning, so enjoy your stay, okay? Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> they look a lot happier to be on land. <laughs> um, Lolo is sitting on your shoulder, Sanku, and he says, um, Now, adventurers, our great journey awaits us. Oh, boy. <laughs> what, are you going to lead the way? Sanku, lead the way! Oh my god. <laughs> oh goodness. You're the Witch Prince of the Sea. You should serve as inspiring leadership for your allies. Ooh, yeah. Sanku, as a witch, you have half the HP of everyone else here. <laughs> Are we sure that I should be in front? Uh, I'll... No, but I think it's a funny idea. I'll go in front. Um... So, as you kind of move inland, um, the island is basically like a tall, like a thick verdant forest with a tall mountain in the middle. Um, as soon as you land, you're going up a rocky pier and then through a stretch of cedar trees deeper into the island. Uh, the forest is tranquil. Uh, the path below you, is, despite being uh, kind of overgrown by foliage, uh, is clear beneath the dense canopy. Uh, the ground is packed earth and pine needles. And the air is clean and smells strongly of rich earth. Senko is eating that taffy. <laughs> Good taffy. Sick. And Tuji shucks an oyster. <laughs> um, as you're going, you do find a problem eventually. Ah, jeez, there's a tree in the middle of the path. Oh, oh my god, what are we going to do about a tree? We climb it. Go over it or around it. <laughs> there's a way to wrap around, right? <laughs> I mean, even if there isn't, it's just a fucking tree, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go around. Fine. Senko is climbing over the tree. Uh, yeah, well, let me make a perception check. 
Okay. Is this also blind? Is this also blind? Uh, yes, please. Okay. Uh, you're all walking and shoot you. You freeze because you're like, hmm. hmm. What was that? You know, you just heard a noise. A noise that kind of sounded like a. Oh, that was weird. I sounded noise. I, I heard a noise. It sounded like. Well, like a boar. Something <laughs> emerges from the trees. It's a boar. Oh. Call that. Stary's favorite just... animal. Yeah, my favorite animal. Not just any boar, I'll say. It's a deodon, which is to say. You guys ever see Princess Mononoke? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a big fucking boar. Oh, good God. And everyone, I already tricked you into rolling initiative. Ooh. Top of the order is gonna be Shichuji. You are a monk, and this is your first time fighting with Chuji. A giant boar is charging out of the undergrowth towards you. So, as a monk, uh, your big thing is that you can enter stances as an action, uh, which will give you cool new abilities and fighting styles. Um, and on top of that, you'll get Flurry of Blows, which lets you do two attacks in one action. You're also fast as fuck and have a load of other feats, but for now, the boar is charging towards you. You have three actions, what do you do? Uh, okay, I'm gonna use my first action to uh, get into my Stoked Flame Stance. Okay, so describe this for me. How does this look? What is this? Hmm. I always like to think Shuji fights on one foot. Uh, and that's that's just for any stance that they take, I think, uh, in the future. Uh, which I'll probably already talk about during the show. Um, oh yeah, this is your first but, time playing. This, we gotta yeah. figure this stuff out. So you gotta figure this out. Um, I I think, though, uh, they... Their hands start to move around really quickly. Uh, and it's... They do this in order to warm themselves up, which, honestly, when they're warming up, it kind of looks like there's fire around their hands. Just the way that they're moving it. Uh, I think that's how a stroked flame stance, for now, is gonna look. Very cool, okay. Okay, while in the stance, you gain the Flashing Spark Unarmed Attack, which does 1d8 slashing damage. Um, yes. what else do you do? Uh, you have two actions left. Uh, well, I step forward because I'm not in range. Um... And I'm actually going to use Flurry of Blows, because I just want to. Okay, awesome. So uh, make me a Flurry of Blows attack. Uh, so this will be two strikes in one action. Yeah, 18 and 25. Okay, the 18 is a miss, but the other is a hit. Roll damage, Chuji. That's going to be seven damage. Okay, the Deodon takes seven slashing damage as you chop him. Um, that's going to be your turn. Okay, uh, Masami, it's your turn. Masami, you are a rogue with the Magus archetype. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I think what Masami's gonna do is they're gonna tumble roll from behind where the, um, where they are at the roots, because I don't think they can really see the boar from right where they are. They are going to tumble roll out into the open. Uh, quick draw. I think they're gonna quick draw their double comma. But instead of using that, they are going to whip both their tails around uh, to flank them and use Foxfire. Okay, cool. Uh, make me a Foxfire attack. They have one comma. They have the comma in their left to outstretch in front of them in like sort of a defensive stance while the other one's at their side. And their tails are on either side of them, tips pointing up, and the flame is actually uh, light brass. Ooh, okay, cool. And it launches towards them. Make me that roll. 29. 
29? Uh, yeah, that's gonna be a hit. Roll damage. That is four damage. Uh, four damage. Nice work. Pretty good for a ranged attack. Uh, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. It is now the Deodon's turn. Uh, the boar lowers its head, squeals, and does a Deodon charge. Um, <laughs> so it's going to go right past you, Chuji, and it's going right past you, Masami, and Chuji. That is something uh, that you have an ability for, I believe. I do. I have a reaction. You uh, can't fucking pass me. I'm standing still. He is headed directly towards Sanku. Uh, well, I fucking kill him. Yeah, smack his ass. I'm using standstill. Uh, do I get to make a strike? Yep, make a strike. Uh, so, standstill, what does that do? Tell me. So, a uh, creature with my reach, uh, if, my, if a creature in my re reach uses an action or leaves a square uh, during a f uh, move action it's using, I get to strike it uh, when it tries to flee. So I get to make a melee strike against it. Okay, well, make me that strike. Uh, that is a 24. Okay, roll damage. That's going to be 11 damage as you chop him while he's running. That's not enough to stop him, though. He is running directly towards you, Sanku. <laughs> oh, God. So he's going to make an attack roll, and he has a plus two bonus to it. Uh, that's a 24 to hit, Sanku. Yes, that hits. 13 damage as he snorts and squeals. Lola says, watch out, Sanku! There's a large hog coming this way! I know. Uh, the Deodon then turns to you, Masami, snarling, and he's gonna smash you with his head. And that's gonna be a 17 to hit, Masami. Miss. Okay, as it charges you, Masami, you jump a foot back as its tusks swing to where your neck was a moment ago, its yellow eyes bearing into yours. Uh, Sanku, Witch Prince of the Sea, oh golly. How many actions do I have? I rolled a nat one the first time, but I didn't. Okay, so you'll have two actions right now, Sanku, but that is enough to cast a spell. Okay, um, I'll use, I'll use, uh, I think I'm gonna use spell. Okay, so Sanku, tell me how this looks. Uh, Cause we talk about you having really cute looking spells, right? I I think that he, I, I don't think it's possible for him to, to cast this spell that doesn't look cute. <laughs> Okay, so describe this for me. Um, what's going on? This big, ugly boar has its back to you as it attacks Masami, giving you an opportunity. Well, I don't think that Spout looks that different in particular, because it's just, it's just water. Um, but it's a little, it's a mini geyser. It comes up from the ground. Okay, so he has to make a reflex save. And he fails! So Spout will do 3d4 plus 4 damage, please. Roll that. Eight. Okay, eight damage, really nice. Um, the Deodon roars as you wave your staff in the air and a blast of water erupts underneath it, hitting it in its chin and knocking it back a little bit. It shakes its head and looks at you furiously. Magic. Well done, Sanku. Show him your magical might. <laughs> Chuji, it is your turn. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, he is fuck. still within your range because he's a big fucking boar. What do you do? He is, so I start killing. Um, oof. Uh, I feel like doing flurry of blows every time is going to be boring, so I'm just going to hit. Uh, that's a 28. Uh, yeah, that's a hit. Roll damage. Six. You chop him good as your hand collides with his tick hide and embers explode <laughs> from it. Uh, I'll do it again. That's uh, a 26. Okay, a 26. That's going to be another hit. Roll damage. Whoa. 15. 
You can tell that the Deodon is nearing death here. It stumbles back as you slash once, twice. What do you do? You've got one action. I might as well just hit him again. 14. Not a crit fail, but not a hit by any means either. That's fair. I understand that. Masami, it is your turn. The Deodon seems to be in some serious pain. What do you do? He's also, I will add, a flat-footed. Oh, he's already mm -hmm. flat. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. He's being flanked. I'm going to make two strikes with my dual kana. Okay, go for it. 29. 29 is going to be a hit. Roll damage. Holy shit. 21. Yep, that's all it takes. Masami, how do you kill the Deodon? I think what they do is... they. I think what they do is they kind of dash um, to the side. And once they're at, like, around the... Um, like the stomach and the hip, they kind of slap, they do a tw uh, twirl and slash with both their comma, and it's a deep cut. <laughs> Ooh, the Deodon, that's at a... And then it stumbles and collapses to the floor, dead. And you've successfully slain your first enemy as this team. Um, Chudi immediately <sighs> goes to remove its tusks. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Oof, that was a good fight. Ow. It was. Oh, did you get hit? Are you good? Yeah, I'll be fine. Everyone, Sanku's been terribly injured. I am not terribly injured. I just got he regular injured. injured. He, he fixes his outfit. Well, Sanku, you've never lost a fight yet. Keep it up. And I won't. Tough boy. Masami takes out a couple bandages and tosses them over to, uh, to Sanku and goes, If you're at least bleeding, cover it. I was <laughs> going to heal. I was going to cast a healing spell of healing. Still, it's best to have everything on you just in case. Okay. Bring I'm climbing the tree again. Looking, use the healing spell I taught you using your staff. <laughs> Why would Lolo, they I have fox ears. <laughs> Quickly, Sanku, while they're not looking, use the Why healing spell I taught you with your staff. <laughs> Why does it have to be a secret? <laughs> he is going to use that, though. Okay, uh, you're using your healing staff. Uh, you have one charge in it, which means you can cast one heal per day. Oh my god. Sorry, I was I was thinking in my bra brain, I was like, if you don't roll an 8, I'll kill you. And then I rolled an 8. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, how does it look when you cast a spell from this staff again? Uh, we had talked about the uh, Do-Re-Mi influences on this. Um, yeah, I did I did make this character because I like magical girls. Um, and uh, his staff um, looks like the wand, like one of the wands from um, the best magical girl anime. Uh, which is it's it's not it's not the exact same. It's colored differently, um, but it looks like the um, staff from Magical Girl Doremi, and they have like little. It looks like little gumballs in like a clear tube, and all of those are spell slots. Oh, that's so cute! Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, one I love of the gumballs kind of like uh, pops out of your staff, and uh, it floats around like a bubble before it uh, bursts into a cloud of healing energy, and your injuries are gone. Uh, you're back to full HP. Well done. Healing spells are so convenient. Chuji like it gets done like taking the tusks from uh, the boar and like kind of comes up behind uh, Sanku because they're just like looking out of the corner of their eye and they're like, "Hey Sanku, I have a question for you." Yes. When you, when you like get your spell slots back, do the gumballs? Do you have extra gumballs? Like, do you just carry around? I mean, it's not food. Or do they just form out of nowhere? I I mean, it's magic. I, I'm pretty sure that it's 
but I think it's just magic. They just appear when I sleep. It's rather <laughs> simple. They're capsules of magical energy, friend Chuji. Okay, you're making it boring. Uh, let's go. <laughs> what does magic taste like? Do you know, Lolo? I have eaten many spells in my life. If you feed me scrolls, I will tell you the flavor of each spell you feed me. Chuji, we have to find scrolls! Can I eat them too? I, I don't know if it'll taste I like anything other than paper afterwards, so only, yes, technically. Only if you Fuck can yeah. save the arcane ones for me, I need them from my spell book. Always. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys keep moving through the forest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, after a while, you find your way to a really impressive place. Oh my god. The forest gives way to an expansive clearing. Two gigantic statues stand in front of what once must have been an entryway. Up ahead, ruined spires and ancient stone buildings litter the grounds. To the northeast, a mountain rises towards the sky. To the southeast, the terrain slopes downwards and a gap in the tree line reveals a sparkling sea. The buzz of distant cicadas fills the air. There's a Tengu woman up ahead, staring at the complex and muttering to herself. She is tall and elegant, with wide eyes, dark feathers, and simple robes. A smoking fire pit and a temporary shelter are nearby. Yeah, Chuji's amazed. Chuji's amazed? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> it looks really cool. It does look really cool, but I would have thought that Chuji would have taught something like this place is for lame history nerds. Uh, <laughs> they would say that if you ask them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there you guys stand. Uh, Lolo pokes his head out of the bag and says, Companions, it looks like we're getting close to our quest giver. Let's be sure to make a good first impression. Ooh. Uh, no. Um, Chuji kind of like uh, waves a hand and they're like, Hey, Professor Lady! Oh my god. She squawks and turns and she's kind of stunned. Uh, that surprised her. She kind of shuffles a little bit and uh, holds her hands in front of her, waiting patiently for you guys to come over. Well, I'm going uh... Tenku's gonna start walking. Those <laughs> Chuji. As they're walking, they look at the giant fucking uh, statues that surround the lake. Uh, you make your way over, and uh, the Tenku kind of bows a little bit, and she speaks in a soft voice that you know conveys a smile. Welcome, adventurers. My name is Kakuha. I apologize for not meeting you all in Sakabe, but I deemed it necessary to make some advanced observations of Kayajima to see what I could learn about the rumored Leylands. The information I've received has proven to be correct. There are indeed ley lines running through this island, and quite powerful ones at that, although it seems like something is interfering with their function. I think she kind of looks around the panoramic vista around her. Um, how have you found Kayajima so far? I think it's pretty cool. There is a big giant boar that we had to fight, but... We killed it, I took its teeth. You mean tusks? Oh, same thing. Well, kind of, yeah. She kind of tilts her head to the side, kind of in the way a curious bird does. She kind of <laughs> nods and says, But it is so beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, I really like it. She motions towards the northwest, uh, towards the trees. Makazen Forest, the verdant bounty of the land. Then she turns to the southwest and says, Arishan Cove, resting by the sea. And finally, Akakua turns to the big mountain and says, and Surseje Peak, reaching towards the sky. They're not merely beautiful places. My research and divinations show that these are gateways to places of natural power. They all seem to be 
damaged or malfunctioning somehow. But I believe that by placing special focuses at each of them, we might be able to restore their power. Uh, she taps the ground with a talon. And then when that's done, here's where I'll carry out a final ritual. Uniting land, sea, and sky, thus stabilizing the protective powers of the Convergence. According to my studies, this should unearth a leyline spring, which will bless the users with good fortune. Now obviously this is of great scholarly importance, but for adventuring folks, I hope that this will bring you some great luck in the future. Cool. Sanku looks excited. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to access these locations. That is where I need your aid. I prepared several ritual focuses which should aid in restoring each gate. Travel to the heart of Makazen Forest, Arishan Cove, and Sorosagi Peak, and take a ritual focus to each. I don't know what you'll find there, but I trust that your instincts will guide you through. We do have super cool instincts, though. Uh, so they're in hard-to-reach places, or just dangerous? Are they not both? You got me there, <laughs> I guess. A place that is hard to reach may well be dangerous, and dangerous places are often hard to reach. It's all an adventure to me. Um, one thing I will note is that we have to do this the right way. Kayajima is home to many creatures. To simply take the island's powers and position ourselves as tyrants, I, I can't let that happen. Besides, honest negotiation is a better foundation than force. And uh, Lolo pokes his head out of the bag like, ah. <laughs> the lessons we learned earlier, friends, remember? <laughs> Thank you, Lolo. Negotiation. Negotiation. <laughs> Haggling? Kakua kind of like squints, but then she shrugs and returns and she's like, Show the island and its inhabitants the utmost respect during this mission. That way, we might be seen as a welcoming presence rather than a conquering force. Okay. If you have any questions, I will happily answer them. I think I'm good. We just bless and go? Essentially, yes. Um, As per our agreement, and uh, she kind of pulls out a little box, and she opens it. And inside, there are... There's a tile game made of bone, a smaller box made of several brass chopsticks, and several stone stamps carved to resemble various animals. Uh, it looks like these will fetch you a pretty penny. Which means when we start Ooh. this Rubik's Phoenix properly, you will have extra money! Yay! Oh, fuck yeah. An extra 80 gold. It took him, it took him two years to sell this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Markets are fucking rough, man. <laughs> the economy is ruined. Akaku kind of gestures around a little bit and says, If you need to rest for a night, you can always come back here, but... Hopefully you should be able to settle everything before nightfall. What do you know about the places that we have to go? Well, very little, to be honest. There's a forest, a mountain, and a beach. I don't really have much more than that, I'm afraid. That's fair enough. Thank you. Mm. Well, I trust that you adventure... Uh, hmm. Um, do you have a name for your little group? No. Uh... Do we need one? Was that, like, part of the job requirement? Well, not necessarily, but it just feels... It's a little bit hard to refer to you collectively as the adventuring Kitsune, Dampir, and Undyne. You understand? Okay, yeah, that's fair. That is pretty long-winded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, do, do you have any idea what you'd like me to call you? Team 2G. No, I'm... that's just your name! Is there... What? I don't... What, what's the problem? Lolo pokes his head out and says, The witch prince of the sea and his emissary. 
Oh god. Okay, definitely so not that one. Stop. That no. one's even longer than the first. No, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, we can workshop it. Well, you know, a name is a powerful thing. If you want recognition for the good deeds you do, you're going to need a name. Well, for now, adventurers, I hope you do very well. And if you need anything, please come and find me, okay? Thank you. Uh, so all three of you are free to choose between the forest, the cove, and the mountain. Uh, Chuji kind of, like, crosses their arms and, like, looks around. Which I think whenever Chuji looks around, it's really funny because their eyes are literally never visible. That mountain looks really fucking annoying to climb. Do you want to do it first? Yeah, let's do that. Better to get the hard thing out of the way first, yeah. Surely it'll be easier after that. Yeah, after that, it's literally just downhill. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, you guys want to go up the mountain? Yeah. Okay, so you spend some time climbing this very steep mountain. Um, it takes you a fair amount of time. Uh, Kakua gave you all the ritual focus for this, a prism. Um, when you hold up the light, it refracts it into an impossible array of like truly vivid colors. Um, it's really beautiful. Uh, Kakua says that it's a sky diamond, and that's the focus that'll be used up at the peak. So, as you are all traveling, uh, northeast through the ruins and a small stretch of the woods, you find a winding gravelly path that carves its way up to Soraseji Peak. As you travel, this rocky path switches back and curves along the slope. Eventually, you find a broken bridge. That's fun. Okay. Hmm. That is fun. The broken rope plank bridge dangles from the posts on your side. The ropes that connected it to the other side having long frayed. Uh, Sanku, your bag rummages a little bit, and uh, Lolo pops out and says, Well, adventurers, it seems we've come across an obstacle. How shall we traverse it? Um. I could throw one of you across. Uh, Can't guarantee you make it. That at how, all. how far is it actually? It looks about twenty-five feet long. Wait, hang on. I have a climbing kit. Uh, yeah. If you have a climbing kit, that would make it easier for you to go down and come back up. If you want to do that, it might take a little longer than just attempting a jump. But I'm pretty sure there'd be less injuries in doing so. I don't have any spells for this. I can't fly yet. I can fly. Uh, that's- you're tiny, and you can't carry us. No offense. That's a good point, Chuji. You're quite observant. It is also way too far for me to blink. <laughs> uh, how far does blink take you? Uh, half my speed. Uh, yeah, that won't do, I'm afraid. Um, I mean, you yep. could jump is... and blink halfway across. <laughs> yeah. Can I? You could. How is the bridge broken? It's, uh, broken on the other side, so the bridge kind of fall onto your side. Oh, okay, so it's- there's just no bridge, okay. Well, yeah, I... Hmm. Shit, we actually have to be clever. Do any of you have anything that can, like, shoot? Anything that can... Uh... They no. start, like, pulling up the, the ladder. Or, or, I guess it's a ladder now, but, like, the bridge. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, it doesn't take you long to get it all on your side. If we have something... Oh, Lolo! Um, yes? How much can you carry? Hmm. Not much, but I'll do my best. How's this? Uh, and they, like, hand him the, like, bridge. Like, the ropes connected to the rest of the bridge. Is that too much? I should be able to hold it, but I warn you, my hands might not be good enough to tie some rope. I have very stubby hands. Yeah, he has little boy hands. Yeah, his hands Can do, do look magic, little. Can you do magic, though? No, I'm afraid all of my magic power is poured into Sanku. Oh, shit. Sorry. There goes that plan. Uh, hmm. 
Master Chuji, perhaps you could leap across and take uh, it with you. Hang on. I'm a fucking dude, man. Uh, it's only 25 feet. You can make it's it. pretty fucking far. Actually, Look at wait. that. Misami is looking through their climbing kit for a thing. All right. What uh, are you looking for? Please. Pistons, a hammer, a grappling hook. Okay. So I think Misami takes out a couple of pistons and ties it to the rope a little bit. Uh, ties it to the ends of the, uh, the bridge and goes, uh, Lolo. Yes? Would you be able to, instead of, instead of tying it, would you be able to stab this into the other end of the bridge? Yes, of course. Would you like me to do so? Yeah. Fucking eat it. And uh, he flies off with it and uh, kind of pulls as taut as he can, and you hear him go, <laughs> and he does it. Yeah. <sighs> Terrifying. It should be in quite tight now, hopefully. Well, uh, um, that, it's it, just like a rope, right? Well, they took both ends of the bridge that were tied by the rope, mm-hmm. so the bridge should be laying flat. It is laying flat. It's definitely not as safe as it used to be because you're essentially using the handrails as the bridge itself. Yeah. So I think I need <laughs> you to make an acrobatics check to balance your way across. Do you want me to go across and make it sturdier? Uh, I think it's as sturdy as it can get. Or at least Chuchi could, like, hold it so it doesn't fall. I mean, yeah, Chuchi could go across first and then, like, hold it so it's sturdier. But, um, you basically just don't have handrails yeah, right now. Yeah, I made Chuchi an expert in acrobatics because I thought it would fit really well. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, Chuchi, do you want to get across? Yeah, Chuchi hops up uh, on the rope with uh, one foot and just, like, hops across. Okay, make me an acrobatics check. <laughs> shit, oh, 32. holy shit. <laughs> Easy stuff. That was a 19... She Chuji, how does this look? Kind of insane. They literally hop up on one foot and then just keep hopping. And it's insane how it doesn't fall. Master Chuji, be careful. Yeah, they reach the cr- they reach across they reach the other side and they do a funny little flip. Okay. Uh and they're gonna hold like both of the things that have been stabbed into the ground so the others can cross a little bit more safely at least. Mm-hmm. Okay. And honestly, I think that's gonna be enough to like reduce the check enough that you can just everyone get across safely now with no roll. Okay, Masami and Senku, you two can both cross pretty easily. Okay. Senku goes across using the staff like one of those balancing things that tightrope walkers use. <laughs> you can take the Dave out of the circus, but you can't take the circus out of the Dave. <laughs> hey now. I think what Masami does is they wait for Senku to keep going across, and they uh, they also have their uh, their other weapon out just in case. So. <laughs> Their their thought process is if Senku falls, they can run through. They can uh, use the rope to run as much as possible, grab Senku, and then blink strike over. Uh, thankfully, it doesn't seem to come to that. You look like you're all good, and you're all on the other side now. Well done, fair play to everyone. You solved my bridge puzzle. So after a happy reunion, you guys keep making your way up the mountain. Uh, and you travel for a while, continuing to climb upwards and upwards in tall spirals before you get to the top. And when you get there, you see that the mountain kind of peaks at a flat, like, plateau. And atop it, there's a little altar, which, uh, surprisingly enough, is perfectly shaped for the sky diamond. You wonder if the ancient people of this island once used something similar. Uh, from your vantage point, by the way, uh, you can see that there are a load of griffins nearby. And these are not the griffins you would see in Avistan. 
these ones, they've got the uh, heads, wings, and forelimbs of ospreys, but then the hindquarters of a snow leopard. Nice. Hmm. Who puts the diamond in? Judy's just fucking around, so probably not them. <laughs> uh, Senku can put them in. Okay. You put it in, and the sun shines through it and sends sparkling rainbows everywhere. It is beautiful. Wow. And Masami, you notice something. Down on one of the lower ledges, one of the griffins seems to be injured. Oh. They dash down to see if they can help it. Okay, you kind of like sneak away from the others and start approaching. And uh, as soon as the griffin sees you doing that, um, it snaps its beak at you to like tell you to go away. Um, but it's obvious it can barely even stand. I think Masami like put, uh, stows their weapons and puts their hands in front of them. And they look over their shoulder to see if the others are looking. Are they looking? Are they looking? Nah. I think Senku is looking up at the sky. Then I, th- I think what they do is they hop off of the ledge, and as they're mid-fall, they turn into their uh, kitsune form. Okay, so um, okay, so you shifted into like a full-on fox right now, right? Yeah, they are like two-tailed fox right now. Okay, I want you to make me a diplomacy check. Twenty-three. Okay, it looks up at you, and it doesn't lash out when you jump down. Seeing something that's a little more familiar to it, I think is a little more comforting to the griffin. Um, um, it still kind of ruffles when you approach. Um, what do you do? I think they approach slowly and see where exactly the griffin is injured. Oh, when you do try to approach that much, it does like snap at you again and hiss. All right, well, they stop in their tracks and... Since they're since they do have hybrid form, they can speak in their fox form, but they just choose not to because um, they think that probably he, probably hearing a person speak through a fox might be a little scary. So they just look up at it like, "Where are you injured?" I think I need you to make another diplomacy check, like just as you're making yourself completely unintimidating. Right now, you're a small animal prey to this thing and mm-hmm. not a big scary adventurer. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, thirteen. I actually think because you're in your animal form, a 13 will be enough to do it. Okay. The DC is 15, um, and because you're in your animal form, I'm going to give you a plus two. So yeah, it works. Okay. It slowly lifts its wing, and you can see that on its body, there's like a really bad gash in its flesh. It looks like it got into a fight. Mm. I will, while you're in Kitsune form, allow you to roll medicine to lick the wounds clean. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I think they do that. Uh, so this is going to be a treat wounds check. Uh, hero point. <laughs> oh dear, what'd you roll? That is bad. I rolled that one. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, the fucking griffin eats you. Jesus. Yeah, uh, roll, me, roll me another medicine check. <laughs> 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 yeah, I see that. I see that. What is it? It's a nat 20. That is a 29. <laughs> Okay, um, are you expert or trained? I'm trained. You're trained in medicine. Okay, I'm cool. I'm trained in medicine, yeah. That will be 2d8 healing, so roll me 2d8. Six. Okay, that restores it to full HP. You spend ten minutes licking this thing's wounds, and eventually it kind of, like, gets up shakily, and it looks down at you, kind of flaps its wings a little bit, and Masami, you've made a friend. Um, and I think it kind of calls out to you a little bit before gently picking you up by the back of the neck. Okay. Not to hurt you, uh, to take you somewhere. Uh, okay. 
I guess this is happening. <laughs> Masami is just like, all right, I, th- okay. You've already been gone ten minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, she's just like, hey, where the fuck did Masami go? <laughs> Masami's what? a growing adventurer. Give them their privacy. Uh, in the background, you hear a as the griffin flies by. <laughs> She's probably pissing somewhere. It's fine. Uh, Masami, you are dropped by a nest. And as you're there, you see a few wide-eyed griffin chicks pop up their heads and look over at you from inside the nest. Oh, my. Tink, you realize that that means that this must be a mommy griffin, and she was hurt while protecting the chicks. Protecting the... Oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the chicks kind of snuggle you a little bit. Um, they're not eating you. This isn't Jurassic Park. <laughs> Thank goodness. Mama Griffin rustles through the nest, and uh, she picks up something for you. Oh? A gold necklace with a pearl pendant, and it drops it for you and bows its head. Uh, Masami, still in fox form, takes uh, the chain in their mouth and bows back. It chirps and goes to pick you up again. All right, this is happening again. <laughs> Uh, it swooshes you up and flies away and drops you right on top of your friends. <laughs> You've time to change back if you choose. Oh yeah, they change once they figure out where they're getting dropped. They change back to their uh, their uh, humanoid form immediately. Uh, you tumble roll <laughs> and you stand up behind them while they're talking. Whoa! Hey guys, what's up? What you were? Where were, were you, you flying? Uh, with help, as they point up to the Griffin. <laughs> with help. Uh, while you guys were looking around, I, there was an injured griffin. Injured oh, mother griffin. Oh my god. Yeah. Jesus um, Christ. Well, that's, imp- and you, you helped it? I helped it. Uh, met her kids. They're pretty cool. Oh. And I also got this, as they hold up the, uh, the pendant. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. Fancy. I don't know what this does. <laughs> um, it just looks like it's very nice treasure. Uh, you know where I picked up, but, uh, wow. it looks like you'll get some gold for this. But uh, that's the mountain peak taken care of. Where are you guys headed next? Hmm. Do we want to go to the it's forest? Of the next? forest? Yeah, it's either that or the shore. I think we should make our way down. Yeah. Order of elevation and everything, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It'd make it easier. Yeah, sure. Onwards, companions. Let the uh, Key Blast kids do their best. Um, no, not uh, that one. I don't know about that <laughs> I one. I don't know about that one. I'm the only monk, and I don't even have key. Perhaps you should look into getting some key, Master Chuji. I hear you can do some sweet tricks with them. You should look into uh, getting down before I do. Let's go. Hey! <laughs> are you going to let them insult your honor like that? Now run! Run no. down the mountain! <laughs> I'm not I'm entirely sure if that was an insult of honor. I'll be honest. Chuji's like hopping down off the ledges. You guys are headed to forest next? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you guys make your way down to the camp again uh, to let Kukua know that all is well, everything worked out. Um, And she claps her hands together and she gives you the next ritual focus. It's a small clay pot. Uh, Planted within the pot soil is a small sapling with gossamer rainbow-hued leaves sprouting from its budding branches. This is a rainbow cedar sapling, a magical tree attuned to the earth. It should make for an ideal focus for harnessing the power of the land. Uh, Kukua kind of gestures towards the northwest. It would seem that the forest heart gate rests within Makazan. Journey deep within. This little one will let you know when you've reached a location. Alright. Sick GPS. Uh, so who's going to carry the pot? I think Masami's going to carry this one. Okay. So uh, you guys ready to go in? Go to the forest? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
So, who's leading the way? I'm probably uh, Masami. I think the one with the GPS plan. Yeah, good point. <laughs> okay, well, Masami, um, pretty soon into your journey, um, the path disappears into a tangle of vines and brush. You're not really sure which way to go. Um, you feel like you should be going this way, the plant's leading another way, you have no clue. <laughs> so, would you like to make a perception check to find a way true? Or a nature or survival check will work too. Well, let me check all of my... The, the thing about being a rogue... Um, <laughs> I'm trained in a lot. Not just monks, by the way. Uh, apparently it's monks and rogues who just have a huge amount of skills. We're gonna go with perception. <laughs> 30. Okay, Ooh. crit success. Easily, peasily. <laughs> you find your way true, no problem. You actually find two points of interest on your journey. Oh. Uh, first things first, you find an ancient guard tower. It is surrounded by trees that have grown since its abandonment. Uh, looks like the tower consists of a empty ground floor with a spiraling staircase, which leads to a partially collapsed um, upper level. Uh, does anyone make me a crafting or society check? Yeah, I'm expert in crafting. Really? Wow. Oh, I mean, I'm... I guess it makes sense because, you, you know, to tell some yeah. stuff. And I am expert in society. My dude. I rolled that 20. My dude! <laughs> Did you both? <laughs> you both rolled that 20s? Oh my god! <laughs> and thank you, Yubas, as well! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the obvious thing is that, yes, this is a guard tower. Um, you recall that uh, this island was once used as a military base for Minkai? Uh, that's long been mm -hmm. abandoned. But, with your nat 20s, you guys both know that there's probably treasure in here left behind. And after a few minutes of rummaging, you find a rusted lockbox with ancient coins. Uh, that looks like it'll probably get you another 40 gold. Hell yeah. God damn. <laughs> um, as you keep moving, however, you find even more stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, a little while later, you find a magic kiln. Now, a kiln, for those not in the know... It's for pottery. It bakes. It's a thermally insulated chamber, uh, kind of like an oven for pottery. And mm -hmm. uh, just by looking at it, you can tell that this was probably once used by the ancient people of this island to create inventions to harness the island's power. Uh, you find evidence of this ancient past by uh, finding little miniature versions of those statues you sound by the temple and a small play toy of a dog. Would anyone like to make me nature, religion, occultism, or arcana rolls for me, please? Sanku, um, you pick up that little clay dog and uh, you hold it in your hand and you notice these runes along its edge and you run your finger down the side and uh, the runes start to glow and suddenly the little clay dog uh, jolts to life <laughs> and starts uh, scrambling around in circles. Oh, whoa. Uh, you got a little clay toy that uses ley line magic. I love him. Uh, Cuckoo would probably be very interested in this and would probably pay you handsomely for it. Cool. Um, as you keep traveling, you find some uh, trees that have fallen across the path, blocking the way. Uh, you'll have to make me a acrobatics check to squeeze through an opening, a athletics check to force open a path, or a crafting check to find points of leverage to move the trees. Gladly do crafting. Ooh, 15. 30. Damn. Oh my god. Chuji, you're having a hard time. Uh, you're kind of struggling. These are heavier than Utah, and it's not really that easy to leverage. And you look up, and there's Masami with their crit success. And uh, they give you a hand and get you over. <laughs> and uh, Sanku, you just climb over the tree. Easy peasy. Um, you get true so quickly and so efficiently that you find another point of interest. 
you find a shrine to the Lady of Foxes, Daikitsu. Uh, Sanku, you immediately recognize that because you are a worshipper of Daikitsu. Or at least your parents are. It's a crumbling shrine and trickling fountain hidden among the trees. And there seems to be faint imagery of what appears to be a nine-tailed fox. And you know that that's Daikitsu, the goddess of agriculture and crafting. What do you guys do as you stand in front of this little shrine? Whoa, shit. Look at that. Huh. Uh, I, I think out of at least a little bit of reverence, considering this is the goddess of Kitsune, uh, Masami <laughs> does bow a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's Senku's family's deity. And Senku's not, like, particularly religious in general. I, I know, it's crazy. I, I, everybody hold the phone. I'm not playing a super religious character. But, uh, I think he, I think he leaves a little, I think he, he does a little prayer. Because he respects me. He still does, actually, like, casually, uh, revere Daikatsu. And I think as you're walking through here, uh, Masami and Sanku, you both hear a faint rattling. Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, no, what the fuck are you talking about? There was like a rattling. I didn't hear it. Probably annoying. Squint. Sanku's like, Lola, did you hear that? Hear what now, young Sanku? Uh. You guys keep moving and you come across a mud field. Uh, the trees open into a field that turned into mud in recent rains. You'll have to make me a acrobatics check to bounce across logs and solid patches, a nature check to recognize solid ground, or a perception check to find another way true to muck. Acrobatics? Yep. Not 20 bits. My dude. Jesus. <laughs> you love to jump. I fucking love jumping, man. <laughs> you jump like crazy. And uh, I think Sanku's having a difficult time. You see him almost trip in and you like go back, pull him into a piggyback and then hop away with him on your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, holds on the Juju, like, what? I got you. Okay, okay, okay sure. Because <laughs> I mean, you get across pretty easily. Hop, hop, hop. Mm. And again, that weird rattling. It almost sounds like a bobblehead being flicked. You know that rattling a bobblehead makes? It's not like uh. a scary noise, but it certainly is like. It's not like a rattlesnake, that? but like. It's more like someone um, jiggling around a half-empty vase or something. Someone's jiggling their keys somewhere. No, more wooden than metal. Somebody have, like, a rattle? Like a toy? Or, like, a wooden chime? As you all leave the mudfield, a mist rolls in and limits your vision. Someone's gonna need to take the lead. Who's gonna do it? Does it affect... It super does. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, I have low-light vision. Whatever Same. it is, you have low-light vision. Um, it is obscuring all your cool. vision. Cool. So, a perception check will lead you true. A magic check will navigate by magical traces in the mist. And a survival check will feel your way true. Who's leading the way? I'm pretty sure Masami is because they still have the okay. GPS plant. Do you want to make that? I'll do an arcana check. 21? That passes! Uh, okay. Masami, you hold up the plant and let it guide you forward. And uh, yeah, you make your way true. And eventually the fog dissipates. And you find yourselves in a clearing with a big pond in the middle. And the plant vibrates in your hands for a second, Masami. And then it pauses. Like it's ready to be planted. The dense forest gives way to a small clearing, the sun dappling through the foliage. The sounds of wildlife fade, leaving a serene silence. At the center of the clearing stands a minehair circle, composed of weathered, dark stone. The rainbow cedar hums, its gossamer leaves shimmering in the light. Asami looks at the plant and goes, Okay, so then do you just go in the center? And on these miners, the standing stones, there's drawings. Oh. They look like crude drawings of little people with round heads and big circly eyes. Do you want to just plant it? Yeah, I think they just 
let it somewhere where it, where they think it'll look nice. Okay, you do that. And as you do, the sun seems to shine brighter through the leaves. And a beam hits something on your person. Oh. And Masami, something on your person, a button or an acorn, suddenly blooms with flowers. Ah. Um, it is obviously magical and warm in your hand. What is it? What do you think on your person turns into this flower token? Oh! Uh, <laughs> so, there is a pin that Masami has that's from their uh, adopted father mm-hmm. and his group that they've kept on their person for a little bit. Uh, that pin probably would have turned into the flower token. But uh, I don't know if that's what the others are looking at. You hear... Sanko and Shuji, you hear a noise again. Mm-hmm. Hey! Who's out there? Well, you see the, the edge of a clearing in the trees, hundreds of small little people materializing out of tin air. Oh, crap. <clears throat> Have you guys ever watched Princess Mononoke? Right. <laughs> yeah, the little dudes. That's true. It's the little forest dudes. Um, little white ones in the woods. These people look like they're made of stone or bleached white wood. Um... Mm-hmm. They was like shells to me. Yeah. <laughs> Each of them has a featureless stone face and wears a rope made of braided straw. Interspersed through the branches, peeking from behind trunks, standing among the roots, the blank-faced spirits stare with hollow eyes into the clearing. Then, in unison, their heads begin to shake, drowning the sounds with a cacophony of chimes and rattles. Suddenly, the noise stops, and the spirits are still. Senku lifts a hand and waves. One of them waves back. Senku Senku is now uh, pleased. (laughs) He's no longer scared. (laughs) Would anyone like to make a nature or religion check? Guys, (laughs) it's fucked up because I have literally plus zero religion. That's so rare. Um, That is (laughs) incredible. I have a plus seven nature, though. I can do that. This is really funny. Um, I heard the laugh. (laughs) Masami and Chuji, you are both convinced that these are phantoms. (laughs) This place is haunted and you're dead as fuck. Masami and Shuji? Yes. Oh my god. Oh shit. Both of you are terrified. You're dead as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sanku, you aren't worried at all. You stroll up to them because you know that they are friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Masami and Shuji, Sanku's walking towards his doom. <laughs> Wait, Sanku! What? Um, what? No, why are you don't do that, don't do that. Why not? you're walking towards a bunch of phantoms. They're not phantoms. You're literally walking towards the light. My sweet boy! They like, are, they're are friends. Sure? I'm are, not gonna die. Sure? <sighs> I'm sure. Lolo, they're, they're not they're ghosts, right? Mm. These are not ghosts. Uh, Lolo's also gonna roll, I think. Because uh, Sanku, mm-hmm. you know they're friends. You don't know what they are, but you know that they're friends. And Lolo. Okay, yeah, Lolo knows what they are. Lolo says, You shouldn't be worried at all. After all, these are Kami. Oh. Kami? Kami, yes. One might call them nature spirits or little gods. These ones in particular are Kodama. They're a type of kami that inhabit trees. They're often found in old forests far away from civilization. They do their best to protect their sacred trees, but a single Kodama is no opponent to the monsters that often try to desecrate forests. So, like a forest, Kodama will group up together and be at their strongest with one another. In short, they're spirits of the forest, and they seem to be quite curious about the tree you planted, Masami. Oh. Uh, you, you want to take a look? As Masami, like, steps back from the tree they planted. What rattles. 
Uh, is that a yes or a no? You can, you can approach. It's fine. It's okay. Will you make me a diplomacy check? Uh, yeah. I don't think they approach. I think they stay where they are and watch. All right. Fair enough. Does anyone else want to try to get their attention? Yeah. Oh my god, a 28? Uh, yeah, okay. That's a crit success. Sanku, I think they really like you. Uh, one of the Kodama comes up to you and he taps your leg with his stick. Oh, hi. They all start to slowly approach. Uh, you made friends with them. They like you. <laughs> and Masami, you can see them approaching you as well now, now that they know that you're not scary and won't hurt them. And they all seem to be coming up to look at the tree. One of them is even nudging at your bag, Chuji. Uh, uh. Hey, that's not for you. <laughs> it makes grabby hands. It wants to see the bag. Well, no, there's nothing in here for you. Let him see the bag. But there's not. Uh, uh. They open it and it's just a bunch of junk. It puts a hand in it. It takes out one of the boar tusks. Hey, wait. I need both of those. <laughs> it puts it on its head like a little hat. Oh. It oh spins my God. around a little on the spot. And its head <laughs> rattles. Never mind, you can keep it. This one hugs your leg. You've made a best friend for life. <laughs> you can see that a large number of them start filling the clearing in semicircular arcs around the minor circle. And uh, some of them huh. gather around the uh, rainbow cedar. One of them like approaches you, Masami, and it waves a stick around a little bit. And uh, these guys don't speak, but you get the feeling that it approves of the cedar sapling. Masami gives them a thumbs up. The Kodama seem to be fading away one by one now, um, leaving to go elsewhere into the woods, just vanishing from thin air. Uh, but the one near you, Chuji, um, it takes something out. Yeah? A straw rope. And it hands it to you. <gasps> oh. A trade. Trade? Uh, Chuji takes it. And the one with the tusk hat uh, kind of rattles at you. <laughs> and then fades away before your eye. And soon you're all alone in the forest again. Uh, hmm. Well, down to the shore then, right? Yep, that's the last one. Cool. Got this sick fucking rope. Uh, and they show Masami. Nice. It's very yeah. high quality. You can tell that much of Masami. Wow, these little guys know how to craft. Right? Whoa. That was cool. I told you guys they weren't harmful. Uh, listen, Hiroshi didn't teach me everything, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And also, um, as you're walking past it, you see that the rainbow cedar has a little braid made of rope tied around its trunk. It's been marked as protected. Oh. oh. You guys heading to the cove? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you return to Kakua, and uh, uh, she takes notes on everything. Uh, she is very impressed by your cool button, Masami. Uh, but eventually she returns, and she has a brownish-green stone shaped like a twisting double helix. Um, this Olivenite Fulgrite was created from green beach sand struck by a lightning elemental. It will serve nicely to channel the latent power of the stormy sea. Follow that path as it turns to rock, and it will lead you to Arishin Cove, the location where you must place this focus. Um, I stared at the location yesterday, and it seems that there is a strange monster has taken up in the refuge, right near the Ratful Tide Gate. You'll need to be prepared, adventurers. Perfect, and Chuji takes the rock. Uh, <laughs> okay. You guys ready to go down? Yeah. Uh, you follow the path as it slopes downwards towards the sea. The terrain grows rocky, and the path shifts from dirt to natural stone steps, 
winding down a grassy hillside and leading to the cove. Ocean waves gently lap at the sands of this horseshoe-shaped cove. Rocky outcrops skirt the water's edges, partially separating the cove's waters from the larger sea. Near the beach, a strange monster lies on the sand, limbs folded under its body, in front of a rocky peninsula stretching out into the waters. And I must confirm, it's a weird creature. I think the best way to describe it is it looks like a mix between a crocodile and a shark. Fun. Oh, it's very scaly. It's got kind of like the build of a shark, but then like the scales of crocodile. Um, and then its mouth extends like a crocodile. It's got big green eyes and webbed toes and fins coming out of its shoulders here and there. It's a strange one indeed. It's just kind of sitting there. It uh, hasn't noticed you guys. Trudy uh, looks jazzed. Um... It's just minding its own business, or just like yeah, it's just kind of staring at the sea. It's like guarding the place where we have to use this rock. Seems to be. Yeah. Okay. Tootie starts hopping towards it. Okay, you do that, and the crocodilian creature sees you, and it springs to life, snarling and spraying water from its maw. You! How dare you tread upon the domain of the great Hajimitsu, sovereign of Kayajima? How dare you be that ugly! Prepare for the unbridled wrath of the storm, the incarnate. <coughs> no, the incarnate. Uh, the incarnation of sea's joy. Bow before, <laughs> before me. Oh, what's the use? And he just kind of slumps on the floor. What? Uh, are you. <laughs> no, hold up. Chuji was like really ready to fight. <laughs> Go ahead, kill me. Kill you? Huh? Hey, wait, that's lame. Um, I couldn't even defend what small stretch of ocean I claimed as my domain. What might my ancestors think of me now? Uh, hey, you're, you're what, what, what are you, what, what? Uh, uh, I, did I, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought we were gonna like, I didn't mean to call you ugly, but did that, I'm sorry. <laughs> wait. Lolo comes out and he says, now fists of fervor, take a closer look. No, not that. No, it's it's better than the last one. It's, it was getting going places. Yeah, it hasn't hit the mark yet. Mm. Adventurers, take a closer look. Do you recognize what that creature is? Gross. A cool guy. Uh, Do you want to make nature checks? Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I think all of you look at each other, and none of you really know. Uh, you're like, uh, crocodile shark. Wait, do I have that thing yet, or no? What thing? The dubious knowledge. No. Oh, you do have dubious knowledge, thank you. Well done. So dubious knowledge means that on a failure, you get one piece of true information and one piece of fake information. You think it's a uh, hybrid water dragon, and Lolo says, that's a sea spirit that's been punished. It could be either. They both sound like they could be right, but you really can't tell which is true. Senku's like, you, so you're not gonna, like, attack us? What's the point? I'm a feeble guardian. I I let my pride get the best of me. What happened? All I can protect is the stone I lie on. Well, you're doing a pretty good job of protecting it. But it's not enough. I was supposed to protect the entire island. <sighs> well, the whole island. But I can't. The monsters on the island are too scary. Well, why don't you just protect the beach. Just a beach? What would I, Aoshimitsu, do with just a beach? It's 
Hardly the rest of sea like I used to rule. Well, leeches have lots of life in it. They're kind of a step up from the sea. Yeah, and it's, it, the beach also includes some of the ocean. Like the the, the he, he sort of walks over to the to where the the shore meets sand and is like, like this water here in the shallow area is still technically the beach. You're tec- it's technically you're defending two things. And that's a lot for one plate. Ants, who's to say, once you've gotten used to ruling the beach, you can expand. Yeah, you don't have to go day one, you're the most strong person of all time, forever. But it's not day one, it's day a thousand. I used to be a great sea spirit, you know. What if you just started over, and then it is day one? Who's stopping you? There's nothing wrong with a fresh start. Yeah. Do you guys all want to make a diplomacy (laughs) check? Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. Well, you all pass, and Sanku critically succeeds. I think he, like, looks at you all and then crawls off his rock towards you. Um, he's not a particularly beautiful creature, I will point out. But as he comes closer, he's like, hmm, huh, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe this is a new start. Uh, what is your, your, what should I call you, adventurers? Oh, oh dear. Um, Why does everyone ask that? We are Emerald Lightning, my friend. I like I like the fists part of the last one. What was it again? The the fists. Uh... Fists of fervor, but we could change it around. Fervorous like fists. fists. I don't know. Team Emerald, fists. Emerald fists. I don't know. Emerald fists. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's pretty sick. None of us are green. Well, I'm kind Sapphire. of teal. I'm Sapphire fists. One of us is blue. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of going, uh, hold on. Wait, what's the color we all share? I'm not sure the color route is doing it, personally. Uh, <laughs> this is how these Ajimitsu's just watching. We don't have a name. We have names individually, though. Such brave adventurers, and you don't even have a name. Maybe it is never too late to start. <laughs> yeah. Hey, now. <laughs> and he kind of shakes a little bit, and he says, um, my name is Ajimitsu, and I am a Wani. Cool. Once I was a spirit of the sea before I was punished by my brethren for my slacking. I was exiled to this island, and I told myself I would rebuild my reputation, and that hasn't really worked out yet, but uh, maybe I can uh, start something here on the beach. Um, What can I find on this beach? I've lived here for years and never really looked around. I just spent so much time looking out at the sea. Well, um, there's, there could be some, uh, Masami's looking around frantically. <laughs> Make me a perception check. <laughs> uh, tide pool, tide pool over there. Uh, there's a tide pool just over there on that side. Um, I'm sure that there's a bunch of living organisms in the reef. Um, there are probably a lot of fish there that need protection because, you know, Sharks. The Masami side eyes the others and just shrugs. <laughs> and the, I mean, like land in general needs to be protected from what's what's that thing? Uh, Pollution. Yes, trash and people who litter. Well, I'll say you've really done a good job revitalizing me. You really are heroes of the ocean. Yeah. Well, I'm Senku, witch prince of the sea. <laughs> a witch prince of the what now? What is that? And Lola like, <gasps> now thank you, regale him in your tail. <laughs> and I'm 
the witch. And I, I decided that I was Prince. No! Saku, give him the whole story about the scale on the beach. Oh, um, well, I found, the, I, I found a scale and then I became that. You need to be proud of your tale, Sanku. You will tell it many times through your lifespan. I'm not good at that part. <laughs> Why can't you do it? Sanku, here is the Witch Prince of the Sea, <laughs> selected by myself to be the champion of the water. I am his master, his patron, and his ancestor. And with me by his side, he will grow to power levels untold. And Ajimitsu slaps, 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 slaps on his tail on the rock like he's clapping. <laughs> and Ajimitsu says, Well, everyone, you've certainly given me a new perspective. I shall become Ajimitsu, the Ronin of the beach. And, uh, yeah, sounds, that's fun. Uh, here, let me give you a reward. Uh, here you go. And he, uh, pulls out from the sand a treasure chest. I found this in a shipwreck off the coast aeons ago. Maybe it'll be able to put it to good use. And that is 60 gold for everyone. Thank you. And uh, Ajimatsu kind of like uh, waddles up a little bit and he says, So what brought you here today? Uh, actually, I, uh, funny story. You need to get onto that rock that you're protecting before? Oh, well. He kind of like slips aside. Go ahead. Cool. So glad we can work this out. Uh, Ajimatsu walks up to it with the rock. Um, you place the fulgrite on the dais, and suddenly it begins to pulse with circular patterns, pulsing with blue energy. And out of nowhere, a giant wave crashes against the peninsula, sunlight refracting into rainbows through the spray, as the energy courses through the dais and swirls its way into the underlying rock. And you have done all three gates, meaning the ritual should be ready now. Yay! And Ajimitsu smiles and says, Well, adventurers, it was lovely to meet you. And whatever name you end up choosing at the end, I hope it fits you well. Thank you. But what about uh, fighting fists, Lolo suggests? Uh, I don't know, it That's seems generic. I like the addition of a gemstone. I think that was a really good idea. Yeah, I really liked Emerald Fist. None of us are green. Well, none of us have to be green. You can figure out it. Maybe there's another gemstone the that's Diamond cooler. Fists? Diamond. Uh, quartz. Oh, what's a gemstone with every color? Um, I mean, moonstones are fairly translucent. Mm-hmm. What about... Uh, quartz does, but the quartz fist doesn't really fit either. Bismuth? Hmm. Bismuth is like a metal, isn't it? Yeah, but it looks like a stone, doesn't it? True. Hard as shit. Metal. Clobber you. Like all of us. Bismuth fists. Kind of weird to say, it actually. come off the tongue, though, very well, doesn't no. it? No. Bismuth fists. Bismuth fists. I hope the audience knows that we don't know what the team This isn't real this time is, we're trying to figure this out. This is us in character and out of character trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, regardless, are you guys going to return to the fortress now? Mm-hmm. You make your way back up the slope towards Kayajima Fortress. And uh, you see Kukua, who kind of perks up uh, mm-hmm. when you approach. Um, and she says, You've done everything? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's excellent. The ritual is ready, then. Yay! Then the ley lines are gonna work? Or ley lines? We now only have one last part to do. Um, if if you'd like to accompany, you may. Uh, might as well. It's what you're paying us for. Sounds good. She nods, and uh, you guys make your way deeper into the temple, to the ritual ground. Mm -hmm. Dusk is beginning to fall on Kayajima. 
lighting the clearing in a sunset glow. The spires and walls of Kayajima Fortress cast long shadows across the expanse as Kakua dons a ceremonial cap and sash and stands at the center of a clearing, eyes closed. She performs a brief series of gestures with a feather fan before sinking to her knees and trusting her talons into the earth. A low rumble sounds, and the earth shakes. From the northeast, tendrils of golden energy ripple through the air like gusts of wind. From the southeast, waves of azure light flow across the ground like the ocean crashing against the shore. And from the northwest, lines of verdant energy snake like roots through the earth. The energy trails dance towards Kakua, gathering in larger and more vibrant swaths and forming a dome around her. Suddenly, a loud droning hum emits from the statue at the wall. The etchings in the statue glow as it begins to rise with the sound of grinding stone. A massive construct stands fully upright, bathing the clearing in cobalt light as energy flows through the etchings covering its body. Its going eyes fix on Kakua, crackling with power. And fellas, do you know Claydol from Pokemon? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are based on a real thing. Yeah. This is a Dogu statue. Yeah! And everyone, roll initiative. I remember yes. learning about those in art those history. Oh, I love these They're things. in Animal Crossing. Yep. Okay, so, top of the order is Senku, which prince of the sea? Senku, a gigantic statue with leyline energy soaring up and down its body, is slowly stomping towards you, ready to crush you all like bugs. You have three actions and all your spell slots. What do you do? Uh, I'm gonna use Elemental Vengeance. Okay, this is a witch hex, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Senku, how does this look? How do you empower yourself with water magic? You know baton twirlers and like cheerleading and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he twirls it in front of him and all of his and all of the little spell slot bubbles um, turn shades of blue in particular. And I think that uh, it's it's this is like a power up spell, right? Yes, very much so. And then I think that he, um, I think that he just I think he glows a little bit blue. Okay, so you are glowing blue, Senku, as you wave your staff around and power yourself up, ready for your next attack. That was one action. You have two left. What do you do now? Shit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, then I'm gonna cast hydraulic push. Twenty-seven. Uh, yep, a 27 is a hit. Sanku, that is going to be boosted by your elemental betrayal with an extra tree damage. How much is that total? Uh, 19 plus 3 is 22. 22 damage. Okay, yeah, Sanku. Uh, how does Hydraulic Push look? How is it being powered up? He uh, is, I think he twirls the, the pawn again, and then um, when it goes fast enough that it's you it, you can like see it looks like a, it, it to your, your eyes it would look like a circle because that's just how eyes work. Um, I think that like a blast of water just goes straight for for it and it's bludgeoning okay yeah um Sanku, as you are blasting this thing with pressurized water you can see that you're not hurting as much as you think you would um it seems to have very thick armor but even still um as your water is blasting into it you are cracking through its thick shell it seems to have some kind of resistance uh so it only takes a part of the damage you've done to it so that is your turn Sanku. Uh, Chuji, it is your turn. My Look turn. at this motherfucker. Who does he think he is? Uh, I don't know, but Chuji can definitely take them. Um, Chuji, I'm gonna take a big old leap. Uh, 
jump towards them. Um, actually, before they do that, they're going to get into their stance. Uh, okay. Uh, you're in the stance now, which means you have your sparking ember attack, uh, your unarmed attack, and you also have a huge buff to your speed, mm-hmm. Chuji. Cool. Um, well, they're going to... Uh, ah! 15 feet. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Boing, boing, boing. And then they're going to uh, uh, blurry flows. That's a 30 and a 33. Both of those are going to be hits. That's 4 and 16, so that's 20 damage. Okay, Eglin stuff. Chuji, you leap up and you attack. How does this look as you are chop, 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 chopping? Um, I think uh, they, after they have up to them, they do like a very quick, like a, like a little JoJo hit, kind of, like a little stand hit. Uh, and it's just really fast um, how they do it. Uh, okay, very yes. cool. Uh, certainly sparks are flying off him, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing substantial yet. No. You can tell that he is barely injured, despite Sanku and Yu's efforts. Um, you have one action left. What do you do? Uh, so if I attack now, then it would be at my lowest attack. Yeah, at a now. minus ten. Cool. Okay. Ooh, seven. That was the wrong decision to make, my friend. Yeah, it was. I can't be that rash anymore. I'm not fully So what happens here, Chuji, as you roll a seven to attack something with very high AC, is you're going to get a crit fail card. And that crit fail card is... Oh no! Hard-edged adversary! Oh no! You take 2d6 bludgeoning damage as you punch him hard in the leg, and then you pull your hand up back like... Ah! <laughs> so you're gonna take... Break their hand. 5 damage, Chuji. Okay. I can do that. Masami, it is your turn. Oh god. I think they kind of want to assess how to approach this because from the back they've been observing how much damage has been going out and this thing is just not as phased as it should be. So they kind of want to figure this thing out. You would need to make me an arcana or crafting check. Okay, Masami, you can tell that this thing has construct armor, which means that it has Mm. high resistance to basically everything. Uh, you need to do at least 10 damage to overcome it. So, like, if you're doing 11 damage, you're doing <sighs> 1 damage. This thing is scary. However, you know that if you break that armor by wearing it down enough, it will become massively underpowered. You just gotta crack its defenses. Okay. Sometimes the only way out is through. Uh, I think in that case, they're actually going to cast. Okay, what you cast them? Considering they're now kind of in their mega stance. Uh, they're gonna cast Electric Arc. Okay, sure. Um, it needs to make a reflex save? Yes. <gasps> no way, got that one! Well, Okay, oh so that God. is going to be 3d4 electric damage, right? And that'll be double to 6d4. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be 24 damage. Okay, minus 10 because you know it has a 10 resistance. Uh, that's 14 damage. Masami, you shoot lightning from your hands and it courses through this thing's body and it stumbles around in pain before it looks down on you all. And now it is its turn. And it Uh-oh. is going to take one action to raise an energized fist. Here comes a giant fist. Oh, God. Uh, that is a 29 against you, Chuji. Oh, 29? Yeah. Holy shit. It's a big boy. Uh, it's a hit. It's not a crit. Uh, and that is going to deal nine damage to you, Chuji. Uh, yeah. Not bad. You can tell that the Dogu is starting to get kind of injured. Mm-hmm. Um, it is then going to raise its other fist. 
And it's gonna attack you, Masami. Alright. And that is gonna be. Oh, fuck! Mm. That's a nat 20, Masami. That is. So that's gonna be 26 damage, Masami. Ow! Uh, you are not flying, Masami, and you are quite badly hurt by this giant attack. And on a crit, you are knocked prone. Ah! And with its last action, Sanku, it swivels its head towards you. And you don't like what it does. Do you know what it's doing, Sanku? No. Eye beams. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that's an 11. It's an 11 hit. Um, I believe that's a crit fail, actually. A crit fail? Really? Fuck yeah. you, my AC's 21. Uh, you can see that his maybe overexerted itself. Use up too much of that ley line energy all at once. It's kind of stumbling around sluggishly now. And it is going to be stunned one on its next turn. Okay. And Sanku, as your turn begins, you hear a voice. Mm-hmm. Coming from behind you, Kakua says, ah, The ritual's not over, but let me give you some extra help. And from beneath you all, okay. light erupts out of the earth, coming out in beams, and everyone's going to get 10 HP and plus 2 AC for a turn. Wow. Sanku, it is your turn. You got some big boy spells. What do you do? Oh, um. uh, to keep your elemental betrayal going, you need to sustain it. Spend an action waving your staff around and keeping that water power up going. I could do that. I will do that. Okay, that's one action sustaining, and you have two actions left. Perfect for a spell. What do you do? Um, then I think I'll do the same thing. Yeah, okay, go for a hydraulic push. Um, that's another hit. Roll damage plus tree. Uh, 23 damage. And Sanku, something Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. As this water blasts out, Sanku, you hear a distinct crack coming from the Dogu. You shattered its armor. It's now going to have no more resistance and a dropped AC. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shuji, it's your turn. Um, something happens. Uh? You see behind the dogu. Mm-hmm. A little Kodama uh. wearing <gasps> a boar's tusk on its head. Uh-huh. <laughs> the dogu comes closer, getting ready to smash you, only to stop and look down. And its feet, giant tree roots have uprooted and kind of tangled around its feet, immobilizing it. <gasps> oh, oh my god. It's stuck in its place. You have tree actions, Juji. What do you do? <laughs> Where it blows. So 26 and 25. Two hits, roll damage twice. All right, that's uh, eight and seven, so 13. 15. No, 15, sorry. It is stumbling. It is not liking this, Chuji. Chuji hops down. Um... Okay, yeah, you hop behind him. Mm-hmm. So we're flanking uh, him. You are now flanking him, so his AC is too lower. Yeah. You have one action if you want to hit him. Uh, it'd be a bad idea. I mean, yeah, it'd be a minus 10. Yeah. yeah. But his AC is very low. You are provoking me. <laughs> See, it's a 12. <laughs> but I is still a <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Oh my god. <laughs> No, you're not. You're not sorry. <laughs> uh, punch the floor, Chuji. Ah! You punch the floor behind this thing, and you accidentally get dust in your eyes, and you're blinded! Oh, my own trick! <laughs> <laughs> Masami, it is your turn. You can tell that the Dogu is badly injured, and as you're standing here... Wait, what's that noise? <laughs> what? 
What? Flying in from the sky, it's an osprey! No, it's a snow leopard! No, it's a griffin! It flies towards the dogu's face and starts clawing at its eyes, distracting it. Uh, the dogu will not be able to use its eye beams for the rest of this fight. <laughs> Masami, you are hurt. This thing is more hurt. It's also flat-footed. What do you do? They are also prone, so they're gonna get up real fast. And I think they're just gonna make a strike because they don't. I don't think they have spell strike at this level, so I can't. Yeah, you don't have spell strike yet, but Dang. soon. Soon. Um. Yeah, then I think they're just going to make a strike with their... Okay, go sword. for it. This is also adding uh, my sneak attack, I believe. Yes. Has a 33! Uh, that's going to be a crit! Alright. Okay, so yeah, 33! <laughs> uh, yeah, 33 damage! How does this look as you're slashing um, I think that where the dent is in the armor... or It's it's like a hole in the armor now, right? Uh, yeah, the armor is broken. You guys can see the ley line mechanics underneath. Oh... Then I think Masami's just going straight for uh, the hole in the armor and just slashing in there. Ooh, yikes! Okay, it is looking real bad! What a shame. I have an action. <laughs> yeah? 21. 21 is gonna be a hit because it's flat-footed. 13 damage. Another 13 damage. Okay, it takes that. It is barely holding itself together. Like, it looks like it's going to fall to pieces. And the Doku <laughs> lets it out, grub, 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 and the lights in its ley lines are starting to flicker. Uh, that is their turn, because they have to get up from being thrown. Okay. It is the Doku's turn. Uh, the Doku swats the griffin away, but you can see its eyes are all scratched up. It can't move because the thing is at the feet, but it stands there and it goes, go, 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 go. <laughs> and then it starts to glow really, really bright blue light. And this thing is going to use all of its actions to unleash a Ley Line Surge! Everyone needs to make me a fortitude save as an explosion of energy erupts from it at all angles. 12. 27. Uh, 25. Okay, Chuji and Sanku, you both pass, and Masami, you fail barely. Yeah. They have a plus 8 fortitude. That was so. literally a crit fail. Uh, that's going to be 21 damage to everyone, and you're all knocked 10 feet back by this explosion. That's not good. Uh, but that is its entire turn. Thank you, it's your turn, and you hear a voice in the distance. Mm-hmm. Worry not, adventurers! You have inspired me, and I shall help you! Groaning <laughs> oh of the beach, Haojimatsu! <laughs> and Aojimatsu explodes from the cove. What a beautiful! And he shoots a ball of water into the Dogu, shattering its defenses, dropping all its saves in AC by two for a turn. Haujimatsu lands and says, I hope that helped. Uh, do your best. Okay, Sanku, it is your turn. This thing looks like it is ready to crumble to pieces. Um, you have three actions. What do you do? Um, yeah, I'll use an action to keep the thing going. Okay, sustained once more. You wave your staff over your head, keeping it going. Um, I think I'll use the the one of the level one ones just because it is the only other. It is the highest water spell that does damage that I can do right now. <laughs> okay, blast! A uh, twenty-three to hit. Roll damage. That is um twelve damage. Hey, Sanku, how'd you do this? 
I think Senku um, blasts a hydraulic push towards its weak spot, like a, uh, and I think that it cracks it. Senku, you shoot water at this thing, and it starts exploding from the inside. It jolts, it shudders, and then it shatters! And you have successfully beaten the Guardian Dogu. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And you all stand there as it falls to the floor. And Masami half does. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh, well, that was fun. Uh, she like climbs back up. <sighs> Doesn't climb, but walks back over. Yeah, fun. <laughs> Uh, that was a good job. Well done, my friends. We really showed that guardian who is boss. Mm -mm. Yeah, I think we did. Sure did. Slobby takes out a few bandages. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as you're doing this, you see Kaku, and she's got her hands in the dirt, and she kind of inhales, exhales, and then you hear a loud crack from behind you all. And you turn and look, and in the middle of this fortress, a little spring has come up. That's it. That's the ley line spring. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Oh. Ah, that's nice. Fuck yeah. Do you know how rare this is? To have this ley line convergence at the same place as a natural spring? This is the discovery of a lifetime. People all over the world would want to know about this. Scholars, adventurers, researchers, even the Pathfinder Society. That, uh, that would be good. But at the same time... You know people are going to want to use this for unsavory purposes as well if this comes out, right? Yes. Well, all the better a reason to have a guardian for it, right? There's always going to be bad people out there. We just have to trust the good people out there to do it better. Kakua bottles this leyline water and she passes one to each of you. And she says, According to my research, drinking this will bring you great fortune someday in the future. Maybe it's just superstition, but I believe all of you are destined for greatness. It'll take some time to properly study everything, but I really could not be more grateful, everyone. Thank you, Fists of Legend. <laughs> Fists of Legend. Huh. Is that anything? <laughs> no? Yeah. I was thinking very hard about it, no? Azure Fists? We all have some kind of blue. Azure Fist could do it. Azure Fist you is could do pretty it. good. Mm. Ruby Fist? I think Ruby's taken. Oh, hell yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, we definitely can't do that where we're yeah. going. <laughs> Professor Kakua shakes her head and says, Well, whatever name you end up going by, adventurers, I hope to one day hear it again. What you've done for me today, I, I can't thank you enough. The two of you smile and you drink that leyline water. And who knows? Maybe because of this, you will be destined for greatness. But one thing's for sure. As you take a boat off Kayajima Island and look back, you see this magical energy swirling in the winds. And wherever this radiant wind blows, so too shall your legend. A legend that has only just begun.
This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. Baron Stormcrow, Sam Stryker, Sokin Ashra, Tony Saunders, Mita, Ari Graham, Arave, Nex, Minty Belmont, GP Dora, Lemon Jam Tart, Marshmallowberry, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Crizzle, Mae Cohen, Skyly, Kendra West, Jim Lee Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Platonic, Bal Punyon, Join the Catman, Matthew Wilson Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, Zenith Drums, Torbjorn, Sophia Varlera, G Barbera, Luke, Gideon, Sarah B, Seth, Ravona Darklow, Kira, Lichelow, Gizmo, Matthew, Cass, Fable McElduff, Ava, Chris Lutman, Rem T. Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lee Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Triceratops, Grey Kitsune, Anna Maria, Jordan, Cynical Spinstress, John the Bookorder, SS66Seeker, and Dame Valerie the Turd. If you want to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash roll today! If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.